you will drive us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And here we are at another Who's There. <laughs> you could do better than that. Lindsay, you could do better than that. And, well, who's there? What's, what do you want me to do? I don't know. And I feel like I'm still, I have this hangover, which is not caused by alcohol. It's caused by seeing Mariah Carey in person last night. Not I, singing, just talking. I couldn't believe it. I've never, I mean, I'd never seen her live before. What a thrill. I, but I just, I, I mean, I'd never been in the same, when, when would I have ever been in a, in, a, in, the, in a room with Mariah Carey? But being in the room with her was, wow, like, completely wild. She was just it was there. Just, it was like, I know that she's a good singer and I appreciate that talent of hers and I know she's one of the best of all time. But it's like if she never sang, I would still be like she's the most iconic living legend. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like just hearing her talk without the singing as part of it because that kind of is a lot of the drama surrounding her. It's like, can she sing as well as she once could? Like, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It's like I don't even need that piece. Mm-mm. Just hearing her speak about her work she's, and just speak in general. She's it's like, like captivating. She's captivating. She's, and she's it, It's funny. crazy watching she's her. She's funny. Yeah. And I knew that. Like how many dozens of interviews have we seen from Mariah Carey? But it's like she's yeah, so funny and she's good. Got it. She does like a really – She. what's funny about her is that she will look really uncomfortable. Like she will look uncomfortable like she doesn't want to talk. But then she'll start talking and then she'll seem like completely at ease. She's like she goes back and forth herself like I just felt even though obviously you can tell she has like insecurities and that's kind of like how she's talked about a lot and Mm -hmm. I understand and I think being famous no matter what gets you that way you cannot help it Mm -hmm. it just depends on how rich you are to support those insecurities Mm -hmm. otherwise other than those the looks thing in terms of like her personality and like what she's like she's so fully herself and she's so fully realized and like all the shout outs to Long Island and talking about upstate New York and mentioning people that she doesn't like to mention, but like definitely letting you know that she doesn't like to mention them and like <laughs> being shady without being cruel. You Not know? telling and stories because she wants to put them in her memoirs. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to tell this story because I'm going to put it in my memoirs. It was amazing. What was like the shadiest thing she said that we like literally screamed at? I oh, the forget. Sony thing. Oh, that was she. she <laughs> Where she left Sony because of what? What was it? Tommy Matola? Yeah, I mean, at one point she left Sony, but then she came back to Sony. So she had to, like, talk about leaving Sony. And she was like, I love, like, don't get me wrong. I love so, like, it was so. It was great. (laughs) Her Um, life is just, like, all these relationships with with big labels. Anyways, it's, she talked about glitter. She talked about. She kept, like, she kept, like, referencing Tommy Mottola and, like, (laughs) wanting to to explain how much she hated him. But then occasionally she'd have to be like, but he had a good idea this one time. Like, occasionally she would give him credit. But every time she mentioned Tommy, it was a nightmare. Listen to her own songs and, like, the degree of enjoyment or just kind of annoyance or just kind Mm -hmm. of, like, recognition of their greatness was really fun, too. Like, Mm -hmm. hearing her never sang, Never sang, but spoke the lyrics was fun. Never sang. And then someone said, sing. And she goes, uh, she goes, no. Like, no. She said something really funny. <laughs> anyway, um, Lindsay, I have terrible news. What? What happened? I haven't told you this, but it's actually, like, terrible news. What happened? I miss camping again. Again? <laughs> 
Lindsay, that makes five episodes of camping that Wait, I've so missed. Have you ever seen an episode I've of camping? I've never seen camping. I keep missing I know. it. Every week he's like, um, I'd love to hang out, but I got to watch camping. Like he's like, it's on my cal. And then I miss I just, it. I have huge plans oh. to watch camping. And then literally hours later, I'm like, how was camping? And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> I missed it. You missed it again. Every week you miss camping. I missed episode two. I missed episode three. I missed episode four. I missed episode five. And you know what? I'm probably going to miss episode six, seven, and eight. Do you think it's maybe time to give up? I got to keep trying. I got to keep trying. Um, It really, it's really messing with me. I need, I need to watch camping. I don't think you do. I just (laughs) wish HBO made it easy for me to watch camping. They couldn't have made it easier. Yeah. (laughs) I wish it were somehow easy to catch up um, on this show, but I can't quite. It just sucks when you out. miss you miss your favorite show every episode it's aired. <laughs> yeah, it's truly a shame. I'm looking at the Wikipedia because I was like confirming how many episodes I have missed of my favorite show. <laughs> I've missed five. There are going to be eight of my favorite show. I can't believe you missed eight episodes of camping. All of the first season. I can't wait for the season to be over and you're like, episode I missed one. the first season of camping. <laughs> Episode one, 544,000 viewers. Episode two, 404,000 viewers. Oh my God. Episode you three, 384,000 viewers. Episode four, 265,000 viewers. Episode five, 246,000 viewers. Wow, the what viewers are like the size of our <clears throat> podcast listening audience. Kind of. We wish. So, um, <laughs> HBO, please. We, we wish. We could lie and say that that's true. It reminds me of that monologue in Sideways. When Virginia Madsen starts talking about how wine like slowly gets better with age, but then it peaks, and then it begins its slow, steady decline. Because a bottle of wine is actually alive, and it's constantly evolving and gaining complexity. That is until it peaks, like you're 61, and then it begins its steady. Inevitable decline. But camping just always was in a slow, steady decline. That's really sad. <laughs> that's um, the worst. That's really. That's the worst. It's really yeah. sad. No, I just like the idea of you getting into conversations with people where they're like, oh, you know, what are you watching on TV? And you're like, you know, well, I'm, I'm watching watch camping, camping, but I keep missing it. <laughs> oh, how many episodes have you seen? None of them. Because I None keep of missing them. It. I keep missing it. It's crazy <laughs> how I just look up from what I'm doing and I've missed it. Um, so on today's episode of Who's There, we have... Wait, before we move what? on, can I just say one thing? If oh, you want to watch the Mariah Carey interview, it's on... I think it's on Genius, like on YouTube today. Oh, yeah. They released it, it today. Yeah. Watch yeah, it. It's on I Genius. Just, Genius. Yeah, the and website. Go, and buy her album. I don't know. Go what's buy What's her website it. called? I mean, what's her album called? Like... Caution. Caution. Yes, caution. And it was one word. Caution. Caution. Okay. Comments. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I'll try to make this as succinct as possible. Lindsay is thinking of Gringotts, not Grindelwald. Uh, Gringotts is the bank run by goblins in the Harry Potter movies. Uh, Ezra Miller's character is not a bad character or a good character. He is uh, more complicated than that. Uh, and my question is, who is Callum Turner? He's in the second movie, wasn't in the first movie, and he's so hooey that it doesn't even say Fantastic Beasts in his Wikipedia page yet. 
So thanks so much. Good form, Bella Thorne. I chose this call from the many, many calls that <laughs> called to tell me about Harry Potter, which I got to say, I didn't think there was anything worse than being corrected about the uh, Princess Bride. Nope. The... <laughs> Oh Excuse God. me, Princess Bride. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What's that movie called? The Christmas Princess. No. Oh, Princess Diaries. Princess the Princess Diaries. Diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think there was anything worse being correct about the Princess Diaries, but turns out no, it's Harry Potter. Which, on Fantastic the record, beasts, I literally have seen of all of them and read the books. Bobby has not. I have. I just have a bad memory, and I need to replace things in my brain with other things. And unfortunately, the name of the banker goblins in Harry Potter had to go. <laughs> it's like a shirt that you know doesn't fit you well, and you're like, I could keep this forever so that like I know I have it, or I could just throw it away because it's not flattering. That is me and these pieces of Harry Potter, you know? I... <laughs> I guess, I guess I know. I guess I know. I mean, you didn't know shit. You couldn't help me at all. No. No. Okay. I was never a Harry Potter person. I read the book. I mean, I remember being a teenager, a young teenager, and reading the books before they were a movie, before they were movies yet, um, and reading the first two and being like, eh. <laughs> Shit. My mom gave me my mom gave me the first two for some road trip that we were on. She was like, I heard these are good. And she gave me the first two. And I was like, okay. And I never, maybe I read the third one. I for sure read wow. the first two. What but were I was you like, busy oh, doing? Okay. Like watching Criterion Collection? Like what were you? No, what I was, was like better? watching October Sky again. I don't know. Like <laughs> I was watching The Simpsons. You he know? was waiting for camping to premiere. I was waiting for camping. I was like, one of these days. A show starring Jennifer Jenny Garner Connor, Jenny as Connor an and Lena Dunham are going to come together and make a remake of a British show called oh, Camping. God. And I'm going to try okay. to watch it and I'm going to keep failing. So let's talk about Callum Turner. Are we talking about Callum Turner? Well, so we've already talked about Callum Turner, which I didn't discover until midway through his own profile. Like, that's how <laughs> much my brain is destroyed. Oh, your, brain's, but like, your brain's already overwritten that, but it that was just file. Like, he's a random British white guy, right? Mm-hmm. There are and so many of them. So I'd forgotten that he is the guy who was dating Vanessa Kirby when people thought she was dating Tom Cruise. And she was like, no, I actually have a real boyfriend. Like, please stop oh, putting yeah, this yeah. rumor on me. Oh. And it's this guy. It's oh, this, this is guy. the guy who laughed when she told him that yes. people were yes. saying that she was dating Tom Cruise. You loved that. Oh, I love Callum Turner. So... Great thing His about Callum middle Turner. middle name is Robilliard. <laughs> I was about to say, that's so British, but I'm not sure what that is. I don't know what that is. You could say that's British, but it's probably just, it's probably so extra that it's not, it's beyond. Um, I love David this. Robilliard. Oh my God. Oh what? my God. I'm sorry. That's what? really funny. His his middle name is named after poet David Robilliard, Robilliard who uh-huh. was a British poet who died in 1988. So it is British. He was born in literally Guernsey. Okay, yeah, that is British as hell. Oh, like the okay. Guernsey p- potato peel factory? Chloe Sevigny, <laughs> Drew Droge saying, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. As Chloe Sevigny is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'll play it right here. Argue about Netflix's The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. I'm pronouncing terrible. it like Lauren Bacall saying, it's decaffeinated. Okay, wait, I'm not... What I just loved is when I searched Calum Turner or Callum, Callum. Turner, um, 
this uh, woman, this, this Women's Wear Daily came up, mm-hmm. and the headline is, Callum Turner is pretending he's not about to be famous. It was great. Like, the whole piece is just like... Could you get like, more stereotypical, like, I know, new famous I know. headline? Like, get a better fucking angle. I know. I know. The one-time Dover Street Market salesman turned indie actor joins the cast of the Fantastic Beast franchise uh, for its second installment. Mad. Talk Just about don't tell Mad him he's Libs. about to be famous. Talk about Mad Libs. God. Honestly, I wouldn't tell him that for sure he's about to be famous. He's about to be something. In like, Maybe in the movie. Margot Robbie isn't worried about being famous. Like, so-and-so right. doesn't care about Well, did fame. you see the headline about Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman doesn't consider herself a celebrity. That came out this week in Get that profile of her. Get out of here. Whatever. Get out I don't of here, care Nicole whether Kidman. they think they're celebrities. They are, by like definition of the word. Anyways, yeah. there's nothing about not, him aside. Sub- yeah, celebrity is not subjective, people. It's not. It's, yeah, it's literally. So what like, about it? He used to sell stuff on Dover Street Market. What's that and what did he sell? Did you read that? I don't know. Vacuums? No, I didn't read it. Like, I didn't actually read the article. I just kind of skimmed it. And I got to the part where Vanessa Kirby's his girlfriend. I also got that he was a model, then an actor. And the other only thing that's important about this is that he plays um, Eddie Redmayne's brother, in Fantastic Beasts. And so now people are saying that he's the one who's going to fuck Dumbledore? No. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> no. I don't think. No. I thought you said that someone called and said that the rumor is that he's going to fuck Dumbledore. No. Please don't make me wrong again. I thought that someone called and said that Grindelwald and Dumbledore were like lovers. Which one is J.K. Rowling. We can't do this again. And I'm going to ask you to cut this because I can't have this be oh, something that Oh, he's Johnny Depp. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Grindelwald and, is Johnny Depp. Is and I'm Jude saying. Law is Dumbledore. Right. And Zendaya is Michi. I, can you please, I if you don't cut, you got to cut this. I can't get more calls about Harry Potter. Uh, no, I'm not going to cut it, but we're not taking any more calls about Harry Potter. The moment we hear a call about Harry Potter, we're throwing it in the trash. Um, next Just call. Searched, is Grindelwald gay? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, it's Benita. Long time, long time. I just want to let you guys know, um, Caitlin and Sean, people are upset because Caitlin was actually the best bachelorette. She was super funny, uh, super cute. The boring person that you guys are talking about is JoJo. Everybody was really excited for her because when she was on The Bachelor, she seemed really cute and cool. But when she became The Bachelorette, she was super, super, super boring. And also, the people that you are thinking of that are running the banks and Harry Potter, no, that's stop the it. goblins. Stop okay. it. Okay. How? How? Stop right there. How? Oh, oh, I know. Oh, how dare you like bait and switch us with that call? I know. She's Give like, I'm trying good to be helpful, also. helpful, helpful, helpful. And then like, actually, goblins. <laughs> actually. Goblins. So God, God love, God love JK Rowling, but like, get out of here, man. God love J.K. Rowling, but get out of here. You got goblins named like, what are they called? The banker goblins? And then she comes up, Gringotts, and then she has Grindelwald. They're not, they don't really sound that alike. I guess that's fantasy writing for you. You've got to make up new names. It's like fantasy writers are in the same boat as like people who need to create startups. You know, like they're out of words. (laughs) (laughs) We're out of words. We need to make new words. And we have this very limited like, you mean like, like the names of, of startups? Yeah, so like star- startups are like, okay, the, they both, both industries have this like these very specific parameters where it's like, but they're opposites. So startups are like, how do we condense um, this one idea into maybe two syllables, three if we're pushing it? Fantasy writers are like, how do we condense this one idea into like 
800 syllables. characters and words. Yeah, no, I understand that. Wow, what an analogy. That hasn't been used. <laughs> um, so this is good to know about Caitlin. I guess is it good to know? Well, she was like, Caitlin wasn't the boring one. Okay, Caitlin was so interesting. But I think I remember Caitlin being interesting on her season of when she was first on the show. But then when she got her own Bachelorette, she was more boring. Mm-hmm. You know, Bachelor and Bachelorette has been boring for a while. Like, let's not lie. Like, it's been hard to watch for quite a few seasons. Even like Nick. Yeah, yeah. And now like, there's all the Chris Sewell's darkness. No. It hasn't been fun since like um, Bachelor- that terrible guy. The, well, the terrible guy, but also, like, everything that happened with Corinne last year, like... That was on Bachelor in Paradise, doesn't too. doesn't matter. The franchise is tainted, okay. and I think it's... I'm I think just it's, telling it's you done. that was on Paradise. And I'd rather just watch Paradise and never watch The Bachelor ever again, which might actually and, be what I do. And everything that happened with um, Rachel's season, the way that was covered, was just, like... Uh, insane. Insane. Um, it's it's done. It's done. Let's Let's hope... Let's hope it's on its last legs. Um, I mean, camping will live on. <laughs> Camping's getting a second season. The Bachelor, the one of the most popular shows and franchises. If camping, if camping you think, that's, you think season, it's time for them to end? If camping eats a, gets a second season, I will eat crow. Um, how about <laughs> like that? Wendy Williams like Wendy on live Williams. TV? <laughs> God, I'm gonna end up eating crow. Next, <laughs> next call, next call, next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. First time, medium time. Um, last week when you guys were talking about that one, uh, Pussy Got Doll, who's now a Trump supporter, I don't even remember her name because she's terrible, um, you guys said that she might have been the, um, the only member of the Pussy Got Dolls that was a member of them for the shortest time, but actually the shortest, um, member was a girl named Asia because she won the show, the Pussy Got Dolls Presents Search for the Next Doll. The best part is, is that she quit about a week after they aired the finale, because she wanted to pursue a solo career, and she's never been heard from again. Uh, the funniest thing is that on the Wikipedia page, when you see the bars that show for how long each of the girls are part of the, the group, everybody has a long, um, a long bar going profit, but then Asia's is just a little dot. That's funny. Um, and it only gets better when they came back for a second season um, and did a search for Girlicious when they when they formed that uh, that girl group who had that song Stupid Shit. So I guess the question would be, Girlicious, who are them? Um, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Oh, Girlicious. <laughs> what? I am not even answering that question about Girlicious, which I've never heard of until this very moment. But it's funny because I missed this girl's, like, involvement with Pussycat Dolls because her nub is so little. Like, her nub is, like, too small. Like, you can barely see it. So she was on the show like looking for the next doll or whatever. Mm. And then she won and then immediately just went solo. Like didn't even join the band at all. Just went solo. Do we have to talk about Girlicious? No, I don't even know who they are. I mean, he kind of said who they were, but like, I don't need to know more. Well, it was, we talked about Robin Anton in the, in the last episode and she also formed, she also formed, um, Girlicious. Girlicious. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm speed reading their Wikipedia. None of this is familiar to me. None of, of this is familiar like i'm not i'm not seeing a glimmer of a memory that i've ever had looking at any of these faces or any of these songs what is this is that girlicious i've never heard the song and this never i've never heard and it. it was it was number four on the canadian hot 100 
I didn't even know that this was a category on the Billboard charts. There's a category for U.S. Billboard bubbling under the Hot 100 singles. Yeah, it's like almost. <laughs> <laughs> it was number two on bubbling under the Hot 100. Not even number means, one. What does that mean? Does that mean it's number 102? Yeah, it's like tepid. It's like a tepid soft boil. No, like but it's if you're, like a, if you're it's under like... the Hot 100 and you're number two, doesn't that just mean you're 102? You know, they didn't count. It was, the idea was just that you were there waiting under the water to, you know, just waiting, simmering. <laughs> They're simmering. Well, Girlicious simmered and then they never reached a boil. Bobby, everybody wants to know. I've been getting so many emails and phone calls and texts and <laughs> instant messages and G chats. What is your skin routine? My skincare routine? Yes. Well,. It's a, it's a nine-step process. I'll go through it here. I'm just kidding. Um, and I'm not going to make a video about it. Um, an interesting thing that no one talks about is that you don't have to have like a very complicated skincare routine. You don't need like eight steps, nine steps, ten steps, a million steps. That's why Curology is cool because they figured out how to get it down to one bottle that's customized one to your skin. Step? Unique. One step, Lindsay. I can barely one do step. one step, to be honest. One step is enough. <laughs> Curology is a one-step skincare routine completely customized to you. You don't have to schedule an appointment. You don't have to pay a copay. You don't even have to leave your house. You just like talk to an online dermatology provider who designs a custom prescription acne formula that that is sent right to your door. You go to Curology.com. You answer some questions. I've answered those questions. It's very easy. It's sort of fun. I like taking a quiz. You snap a few quick selfies, which is always very fun. It's very self-indulgent. And then Curology's expert like looks at your answers and looks at your photos and then creates a skincare solution based on your photos and your answers just for you comes with your name on the bottle. It's very fancy feeling. There's no gimmick, there's no complicated routine, and 88% of Curology users see results. Go to Curology.com who to get your first month free, plus a free gift. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and handling. That's Curology.com who, W-H-O, for your first month free, plus a free gift. Curology.com who. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. I just got so excited listening to the episode because you guys talk about the most insane show of all time, Celebrity Ghost Stories, and I've had this one memory from watching it when I was a teen stuck in my head for maybe my entire life. Um, if, <laughs> if you look it up on YouTube, the last time I looked a couple of years ago, it exists. I just know it will bring you joy and confusion. It's Debbie Mazar's episode of Entourage fame, and she talks about how her house that she bought was haunted, or she's house-sitting for someone. I don't remember the specifics, but she hears her child or her friend's child screaming, runs into the bathroom, and (laughs) the ghost has boiled their pet turtle alive in the bathtub. (laughs) I'm sure the phrasing that I'm using is a little be desired, and that Debbie Mazar does a much better job of explaining how horrified she was by this, but it's the most specifically insane thing I've ever heard on that show and that show's full of garbage so just thought you would like a direction to a YouTube video that will rock your world okay good for Bella Thorne see you later did you ever watch Celebrity Ghost Stories mm, not I didn't go there to watch it no. but it definitely did you my I I watched it accidentally so my some roommates that I had um that one apartment in Greenpoint with the backyard, yeah. remember that? Yeah. When I live with um, Rachel and Amanda. Yeah. Uh, they always had, like, the craziest TV view. Like, Amanda listens to the podcast. Like, hi, Amanda. Uh, she just gave birth. <laughs> Congrats. Um, so they always had, like, the strangest TV taste. And I would be like, 
I'd be like, what are you guys watching now? And it'd be like celebrity. They loved celebrity ghost stories. They loved housewives. And I would always rudely be like, this is so stupid. And then I'd sit down and like not leave the couch for three hours. You know, like they watch shows I never watched, but they were, I was like, oh wait, these, these shows are good. Like they watched all the housewives and that's, that's the time that I watched the most housewives because they watched it all the time. But it's also just more fun to watch those shows with, with people. people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like kind of when you're not watching them with people, you're like, why am I watching this shit? Celebrity Ghost Stories was um, one of their favorites. And I watched so much with them. And it was always captivating. Wow. So funny. So Do you weird. remember the Debbie episode? No, I've never seen it. And so am so, I going to watch it now? You already so watched it. I, I think this was after my time because this show, this show will survive you know, nuclear winter. It, this yeah, show will 100%. never end. YouTube will end and this show will still somehow be so able to be searched I, and pulled up. I found the episode. I watched it. I clipped it. I sent it to Lindsay and um, I just want to hear her watch it live. A couple months later, somebody gave me a turtle. And I had to take this turtle and let it walk around the house, give it some exercise and I would put it into the bathtub and let it swim around every day and get wet and take a bath. And one day, I put the turtle in the tub. And I came back in, and the turtle was flipped over, and it was white. It had been boiled to death. And we were really freaked out. My heart raced. I felt sick. And that's when I realized that this spirit did not want me in this house. We were not welcome. And I told my girlfriend about it. You know, I said, uh, Pamela, do you know that, like, you know, I, I just in the I explained the whole story to her. She kind of laughed about it. She was like, ah, see, I told you there was a spirit there. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Mazar, like, casually recounting a ghost is really funny. That's, like, a bit you would do for your SNL audition. Yeah, yeah where she goes, oh. I tell her about it, she's like... Oh. I, get on the, I get on the phone with my girlfriend, and I'm like, Louise, there's a ghost. And she's like, told you so. You know, I saw... Well, before I get into my Debbie Mazar story, I... Oh, um, God. You've been, yeah, before I, you get into it. Surprise, surprise. It sounds like she put hot water in the tub and didn't realize it, <laughs> right? Like, that's what happened. You got to think about for these things, what is the most likely thing to happen? Right. Okay? So the most likely thing to happen in this situation is not a ghost. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't not believe in ghosts, but whatever. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the most likely thing for to happen is you you're, you let the, the thing go in the bathtub and accidentally somebody turned on hot water instead of cold water. And you know how, how hot your bath gets so quickly. It gets so hot. It so, gets so hot. Debbie, you probably did it yourself. Uh, or the other friend who was in the house. Or the friend who now is so embarrassed she'll never tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And you think it's a fucking ghost. You went on celebrity ghost stories to tell the whole story. Now she'll never tell you the truth. I, I sent you this clip already, but this I love this clip of uh, Shaka Khan being like attacked by during about was sleep paralysis and she says this and he would pin me down and i was awake i was freaking awake i'm like what (laughs) shaka khan on being attacked by a ghost what (laughs) um also shaka khan's entire story is literally sleep paralysis it's 
it's just it's just not ghosts. Right. Like you can't it. say like it's a ghost when like it's just a bad dream, I guess. Or like mm-hmm. it could be a bad dream very easily. I mean, any ghost story, it's like, did you fall asleep before? Because every, like, mm. every 99% of ghost stories or you're having a nightmare. You're right, having you're a having, nightmare. Have you ever had a nightmare? a nightmare? So um, Let's, my Debbie Mazar story. Oh, God. I was at um, the fairway in Red Hook. I never go to the fairway in Red Hook because why in the hell would I ever Have go there? Have you told this story before or on like the in person? No. Not on the podcast. Okay. No. Maybe I've told you. Maybe not. This was fairly okay. recently. So, so a friend of mine. So he's at the fairway in Red Hook. I'm at the fairway. A great place to get Red a lobster Hook. roll, actually. So fairway is a great is a great grocery store. It's just far, um, and you have to have a car to have one. My friend who had a car was like, I'm going to Fairway. You want to come? I was like, sure, Suzanne. So mm-hmm. we go to Fairway. I'm going there. Um, we're walking to the produce aisle, and I see this woman, and I'm like, wait a second. Far from far away, I'm like, is that Debbie Mazar? But it's crazy because, like, why would <laughs> – your first guess, is that ex-celebrity and it's always wrong nine times out of ten? I get closer. But that's such a specific one that it's like almost feels like it could it not be Debbie Mazar. And she's fully and she's fully like I'm a normal person, no makeup on, like literally pajama bottoms on. She's with mm-hmm, a girl who mm-hmm. looks like it's probably her daughter. Um she, she and I'm like it looks like her, I think, but I I can't tell like if I heard her voice, I'd obviously be able to tell. And then I hear she speaks and she goes, can you give me some broccoli? And she like points the daughter to grab her a head of broccoli. And I was like, oh, that's Debbie Mazar. So we're going to do a quick little rapid fire who them because we get a lot of calls just asking people who's with them. Let's let's start. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Is Liaz Schreiber a who? On the count of three, on the count of three, we reveal and see if we match. One, two, three, Them. them. Nice. Oh, we did it. Okay, okay. good. I mean, I, I, I must say, um, I did watch um, only one clip from this most recent SNL. I did not know he hosted until someone sent yeah, me. But SNL is like someone whatever. sent me the House count. Hunters thing of of. Him I know. I almost and, sent you that um, too. What's her name? God, Leslie Jones. Yeah. Um, and Leslie Jones being a House Hunters couple, it was pretty good. Like everything on it SNL went on way too long. Funny. Way too long. Way too long. But it was funny. Um, nice to see my beloved House Hunters getting a shout out. But my first thought was like, Liev Schreiber hosted SNL. But then I thought, he's a them. He's a them. Right. But more like, what is he promoting? Like, that's what else I kept Ray thinking. Donovan like, what is he promoting? Ray Donovan always. Like, that's Donovan. insane to promote Ray Donovan on it. Whatever. Okay, continue. My dad's favorite show, Ray Donovan. As he calls it, uh, Ray Donovan. Have you seen Ray Donovan? I'm like, okay, I don't. Stop. No one's Here seen we go. that. I, my number one. Have I, I've told you this. Maybe I've talked we about it on the podcast. We cannot do a rapid fire. The what? Celebrity sighting I am dying for. Is in, Ray Donovan? In New York, apart from, you know, like a Jessica Chastain or something. Or Patty. Is Patty. Oh, Patty, number one. Okay. Is number seeing Liev Schreiber on his stupid bike, biking past me with that dumb, he has a wooden box on the front of it. And I'm just dying to see it. You okay. want to see the box. You don't want to see Liev. You want to see the box. Because he always has something You just want to see his box. And you want to say, I wanna see what's his in the anything. box? Are you going to say, what's in the box? As he drives by. I want to see his anything. Next call. Hey, Who Weekly, long-time listener, long-time lover, long-time caller. Um, is Diane Lane a who? Okay, ready? One, two, three, them. them. <laughs> okay, great. Great, we did it. Next call. I mean. Come on. Like, Diane Lane, like, she, I love her. Under the Tuscan, duh, am I right? Come on. <laughs> 
I just watched Must Love Dogs recently, and I gotta say it was great. It's cute. It's really it's cute. cute. It got steamrolled by its bad name, but it's actually like kind, yeah. kind of a cute and a well-written movie. It was on the tail end of like when rom-coms were a big thing in the early 2000s, and it was one of the last ones, so people were Everybody over it. Everybody was like, ha ha. But it, people honestly, were over it by the time it came out, but then you watch it and you're like, oh, pretty good. Pretty good. And they're cute together. Next yeah, call. Yeah. Hi, Who Weekly. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. Is Michael Stuhlbarg a who or them? Oh, God. One, two, three, who? who? <laughs> hmm. As if. Is Michael Stuhlbarg a them? Get I mean, I, lo- I love him, but. Who doesn't? But he, like, is plays many roles. Like, he's really hard to spot. <laughs> I would confuse him with um, what's his face any day from Homeland. Character, character, actor. What's his name? Homeland what? guy. Who's what's his name? Damian Lewis. No. Mandy Patinkin. I would confuse He's him like with Mandy 25 Patinkin. Twenty-five years younger than Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, but like he always plays these like old men, these wise men. Like I would just. Are you out of your mind? He's a who. One more. Hi guys. Um, long time, long time. Um, is Emily Van Camp a who? Or a them. Okay, let's count this thing down. One, two, three. Who? who? Are you kidding? This girl's been <laughs> on so many failed shows. She's she's been through all of them, except for Everwood. She's like, come I'm on. not going to do a good job at articulating why this is, but I guess the name Emily Van Camp is so who. Like, there's no way someone named Emily Van Camp is ever going to be a them. Yeah, I mean, she was the star of Revenge, but no, like, that wasn't enough. Revenge sizzled. <laughs> it sizzled. First season was good, though. Revenge, I'm just the saying, Shonda wannabe, matter. and then it didn't happen. It's It doesn't matter. It almost doesn't even matter. It's like, I don't know who she is. Like, I watch her shows, and I'm like, I don't know her personality or anything. Like, like, I just everyone. don't. Yeah, yeah. She's just, like, blonde. That's it. She's not even blonde, I don't think. What? <laughs> exactly. I rest my case. Good. That was a great. We should do that more often. That yeah, was a that's great, fun. Like, Just to get rid of round. some of these calls because we get so many calls and we should get rid of. You mean acknowledge them? We have to acknowledge them and use them Respect because we have so many calls. Them. Respect. Okay, go to the next one because I'm fascinated by this. Lindsay, have you been wearing your outdoor voices lately? Like all the time. All the time. <laughs> Even when I'm not working out or like going to work out, I'm like, wow, I could work out. Like I should definitely wear my outdoor voices leggings just throughout the day. And then if I'm wearing them, like maybe I'll get to the gym. Uh, I haven't been wearing my outdoor voices as much because it's gotten cold. But that just means I need to get some longer pants. Well, you I just have, have the shorts. shorts. I, I have, have the these delicious the leggings. These like <laughs> kind of thick, beautiful leggings from them that are like really nice and really pretty warm. Yeah, I could buy some of their joggers. I just haven't yet. You definitely should. Outdoor Voices encourages living happier, healthier, more sustainable lives through daily exercise of any form. That means just like walking to the subway, as far as I'm concerned. Their clothing is available for both men and women, as you know, and Outdoor Voices clothing is made to sweat in, but it's also just made to like lightly schwitz in too, I found. (laughs) (laughs) And let's be honest, just because it's made to lightly sweat in doesn't mean you can wear it without sweating because I have worn Outdoor Voices and not moved a muscle plenty of times. It's true. You're like on the couch. You're like, this is made to sweat in. Outdoor Voices clothing is engineered for performance and designed for having fun with a fabric offered for every single type of activity. And yes, it includes sitting on your couch as Bobby has uh, (laughs) talked about. We have fabrics like the signature textured compression, which hugs and sculpts and supports you as you hike, jog, walk and sit on the couch. Tech Sweat, which is a cool to the touch material that wicks sweat and keeps you 
dry during high intensity workouts and while sitting on the couch. Then there's Freeform, a cozy and soft material perfect for stretchy activities like yoga or sitting on the couch. Outdoor Voices also offers free shipping and hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied, which is great because you're making an investment in your health and well-being. That's great. What's the code? And for 20% off your first order of $100 or more, go visit OutdoorVoices.com who and enter the code who at checkout. That's 20% off, significant amount of money for Outdoor Voices, off your first order of $100 or more, OutdoorVoices.com who and enter who. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, medium time, long time, or maybe long time, medium time, whatever. Um, how is Leah Remini uh, on the red table? How does that work? Is she not excommunicated? Are the Smiths not part of the Church of Scientology anymore? Like, just tell me what's going on. How is this possible? Um, okay. Yummy pop, whatever. I don't know if you guys are watching The Red Table. It's on Facebook, so that might be, like, a difficult thing to figure out how to watch stuff on Facebook. Um, it's this show that is hosted by Jada Willow and Jada's mom. It's, like, three generations mm-hmm. of Pinkett women. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very good. It, it It's very, very good. It's just a very good setup. It's and good. Jada Pinkett Smith is probably the most kind of fascinating woman the way they speak is very smart and the topics they cover are very interesting like a few weeks ago they had Will I was Smith laughing. on and I they was... dug into their marriage and it was honestly so intense I haven't watched it in a while and it's it was stupid to me because I watched it sort of very religiously at the beginning because and I I we've we probably about talked it, about think. this because it sounds so stupid Jada Pinkett Smith and two other Pinkett's on a Facebook, Facebook talk show just sitting around a table like this is going to be a nightmare and I watched it's it thinking it would be a nightmare and it's so good. Um, I haven't watched this episode. I feel like an this idiot episode for having not watched this episode. This episode is incredible. Yeah, explain it. So the context of it is insane even because they spend a lot of the time talking about how they got to this point, which mm-hmm. is even more fascinating. Basically, and if I'm getting this wrong, if I'm missing anything, you kind of got to watch it too. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Leah Remini was a Scientologist, then was not, and now Scientology, like, is her enemy, right? So she's, mm-hmm. like, kind of whatever. Her experience within the church was written about in her memoir. And in her memoirs, like, about Scientology, she mentions um, the Smiths as being in her kind of, like, circle. Yeah, Coming to around. some parties, yeah. kind of, like, being interested, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So there's this, like, story about playing hide-and-go-seek at Tom Cruise's house, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, kind of funny because pe- people reference it a lot. It's, like, Tom Cruise wanted everyone to play hide-and-go-seek, and it was weird. That was so the best. That's the best story from that book. So then Jada goes on, watch what happens live, shout out Andy Cohen for asking the tough questions, doesn't know this question is coming, supposedly, and gets asked about the hide-and-go-seek. She very, mm, she laughs it off. She's kind of like, ha ha, like, you know, there were a bunch of kids there, da da da. She kind of is like, uh, whatever. He doesn't say, are you a Scientologist? He doesn't get mm-hmm. to that point, but he definitely is like, what about this story? Is it true? Blah, blah. And she kind of is like, I don't know. Apparently, that that story and that appearance 
first of all, the, the Jada Pinkett Smith and Will were so mad at Leah for kind of calling them out, right? Because mm-hmm. they'd always, they'd never really said whether they were or weren't Scientologists before, but Leah was convinced that they were because she tried to recruit Jada, but like never successfully did it. But Jada always said that she studied some of the parts she of Scientology. studied Dianetics and they liked. No, not Dianetics, like a part, like a, like No, she liked, the, other... she liked the book Dianetics and they studied, study, it's called Study Tech. Study Tech. They're and she used it to start her start own school. school that used study tech. I mean, the school lasted for thing. five years and everyone was like, oh, it's a Scientology school. But it's like, right. she was like, no, it's not a Scientology school. It's it's just using those teachings. And Which... also like, get out of here. Stop stop saying we're Scientologists. We're doing a good deed by starting a school for children. Like, they it shut the school down. Very though. weird. But, but what was fascinating about this, this specific Andy Cohen interview, was mm-hmm. that what Leah saw Jada doing was a very specific Scientologist strategy to diffuse kind of shit-talking by people who were against Scientology. So the idea is that mm-hmm. it's called, it has a name, I'm now forgetting it, but the idea is that you first laugh it off and then you attack. Like, you kind of like make it seem silly and stupid. So what she saw Jada doing in that interview was the first thing. So she was like, oh, Jada's a Scientologist, oh. like that's what she's doing. This is so, this is textbook. She's like, I know how to do this. This is textbook. And so she's telling this to Jada on the red table. And Jada's like, oh, my God, I didn't even know. And Leah's like, I didn't know. And they're kind of like weirdly like diffusing this this awkward kind of not understanding. Leah's basically like, you can't bullshit a bullshitter, essentially. Kind of. And then Jada's kind of saying to her, like, we never really were involved. We, you know, I just opened this, used some of the things for this school. And Leah was like, it was my job to get you involved. Do you remember at Tom and Kate's wedding when um, I, you know, was, I I couldn't complain. I didn't feel well. I was just, I was pregnant and I was miserable and it was so weird and I couldn't complain or else I'd get in trouble. And then she did complain and she did get sent away for three months because she complained at the wedding. Like, it was basically like... and so, and Jada was kind of just like, I didn't know, da da da. And they're kind of just like weirdly, they're talking about it, but it's like never really answered whether Jada. But I guess she was a Scientologist if she was studying Scientology, kind of, right? Like, well, she never. They've always denied that they were Scientologists. They said that they were interested in it, and they said that they were friends with Scientologists, and they like hovered around it. But, but it they've never impossible said to they've never self-identified that. as Scientologists, which has right. always been the weirdest and most sus thing. Because it's like, if it like if it what is it? If it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, isn't that it's the, a like, duck? It's a duck. Like it, they did everything that Scientologists did. Like they followed the Tom Cruise stuff. I mean, down to the per- down to the behavior, the just the strange, odd behavior. It was science. That's what I'm saying. Also, the weirdly kind of enlightened and perfect vibe of the Smiths has always, to me, rang like Scientologists, like mm-hmm. superhuman kind of like communication, which is mm-hmm. like what I feel like Scientologists give off. The way that Tom Cruise speaks, the way that just just that with this it, with a sort it, of like condescending, like I know more than you. Um, yeah, I'm more enlightened than you. I don't. I don't fuck with therapy. I don't fuck with any of this. Like it's just weird because the episode before this, where they like talked about Will and Jada's like not always perfect relationship and uh-huh. kind of how they went through it. There, there are moments that it's like, would you share these things if you were? But it almost feels now it's like doubling back. Anyways, watching this, I kind of at first was like, oh, Jada wasn't a Scientologist. Like she's definitely like. Whatever. And then I was like, what if she's still a Scientologist and she's like a double agent? And like, this is like, 
meant to get in with Leah Remini. Like now she's like playing both sides. How would like, but what's the end goal? If she's I playing both sides, like, whose no, side on be- does she? On Scientology's side, like she's like doing it for, to, to get something about Leah Remini or to get kind of other celebrities who've defected or some, I just feel like there, there was something like, why isn't Scientology kind of going after Jada and Will or kind of, do you or, know what I mean? I mean? But the question is, how do we know that they're not? I just don't trust any of this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just didn't trust it. Like watching this interview, which is fascinating, is just these women apologizing for miscommunication and misunderstanding and let's get to a better thing. And I really liked you, but you didn't really know me because I was a Scientologist. So you only saw one side of me. You only saw me pandering to you and Jada being like, you know, we I love all religions. I respect all religions. And like Leah being like, not a religion. Like it was insane. Uh... So yeah. so Jada is still refusing to disparage Scientology in any way. That's She that's really creepy. didn't. She kept saying that's like creepy. I'm sorry about your experiences. Yeah, that's and creepy. then they showed no, like a, a picture of Leah and <laughs> Shelly Miscovich and like Shelly's face was blurred out and and Jada was like, I remember you looking for your friend. I remember you <gasps> asking for your friend. Like at the <gasps> wedding. At the wedding. Because that's when Leah first kind of went off, was when she was like, Where's my friend? Where's Leah? I mean, where's um, where's Shelly? Where's Shelly? Where is Shelly? Where's Shelly? We haven't heard from Shelly in um, in like a year or so. People saw Shelly. I feel like a year and a half ago, maybe. She's like the she's like Bigfoot. They saw like a blurry photo of her walking across the street. Like you don't know. No, that's true. That is what it was. Not (laughs) that is what it was. Anyways, this interview you gotta watch it. I can't even do it justice by explaining it. Maybe I mean I just. What a trip, man. It's creepy. And no one's watching it because it's on Facebook. After the wedding, yeah, I get sent to Florida. Okay. For interrogation for three months because I was saying things at the wedding. Like, where is Shelly Miscavige, the leader's wife? I, when I got home to LA, I had a stack of reports written on me, internal reports from Scientologists saying that I was this at the wedding, I was that. I was like, oh my God, this is a, what's happening? What, right. Why am I getting all these attacks? And you know, I remember that because yeah. I do remember when I got home and all of that was happening. I was like, you know what? Good for Leah. No, really. Yeah. Like the fact that where is your friend? Right. Where is she? So with that, I think we are, we're done with this episode. Long episode, but good. We have a call you're doing amazing, sweetie, at the end of this. Please listen to it. Um, so I'm going to go through the, the typical stuff. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, call us at 609-WHO-THEM if you have any questions, comments. But don't forget, next week is Thanksgiving. How could you? We're still going to have an episode on the Friday after, but it's going to be a special holiday-themed episode. We're not going to explain everything, um, but it's going to be holiday themed. You're not going to want to miss it. Will can... we be watching the Christmas Switch starring Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Maybe. Hudgens? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. No, definitely. We will 100% give you an episode about the Christmas Switch based on, I mean, <laughs> we will 100% give you an episode about the Christmas Switch starring Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens. Based Oops, on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Um, uh, you're going to want to listen to it with your family. You're going to be with your family. Turn it on. Let the whole family you know, gather around the hearth. 
um, listen to Who Weekly about the Christmas switch during Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> and um, enjoy your leftovers. It'll be Friday. Enjoy um, then you'll all head to uh, patchleon.com slash weekly. And give a little a little Christmas giving, a little a little holiday cheer, a little generosity mm-hmm. to your two faves, uh, and yeah, that would be nice. And we we'll have s- exclusive content and newsletters coming out all the time. It's really fun. The oh, other yeah. thing is our tour. If you you know want to spend any more of that holiday money on Jesus. your favorite podcast, Who Weekly, we're going on tour next year, and there's a bunch of tour dates already live on our site. Uh, yeah. That's whoweekly.us/live. We are. We think we announced. We announced them all, but we're uh, the tickets are on sale or will be on sale for like a bunch of uh, cities. Mm-hmm. Whoweekly.us. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye. You will drive us. Yeah. Yeah. They wanna know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. How much of this same? Hey, Who Weekly, uh, medium time, medium time. I have a question. Um, is blockchain a who or a them? Um, this only came to mind because my dad didn't know what blockchain was, but he knew what Bitcoin was. So I guess Bitcoin is a them, maybe? I don't know. Thanks. What do uh, who's have to say about blockchain? Bye. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Yummy Popscar Joe, RIP.